Hey, you're listening to an Upbeat Rewind featuring Scotty B on April 1st, 2019. I was first introduced to Scotty by an incredible friend of mine, Taylor Tomblin, back in 2019. And Scotty is just a super wise, kind, loving guy who really cares about helping people and specifically about helping them realize and get access to their potential. He has uh, what he calls the breakthrough process, which Taylor and I both have been through with Scotty. And it was a really incredible experience, super inspiring, and it gave me a lot of clarity. And we'll get into some of that throughout this episode. We're really lucky to have him here on Upbeat and for all of us listening to get some really inspirational insight from Scotty B in this episode. So thanks for being here, checking it out. You won't regret it. You're listening to an Upbeat Rewind featuring Scotty B. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Hey, Scotty B. Thanks for being on the show with me. I appreciate it a ton. Oh, thank you. I'm super excited for it. Now, you're a guy that thrives, uh, you know, by helping people. You have a gift. Uh, right out the gate, I want to ask you, how did you discover that? Did you always know that? Not at all. Um, you know, I'm just like everybody else, you know, living life, ups and downs and everything. I did some searching and I go, okay, you know, Life's got to be a little easier than this. And, and I found that, you know, a lot of people, it takes a lot of time. They'll go, oh, it's going to take me forever to get there. And I discovered that I discovered this little breakthrough process that people can have breakthroughs in moments and literally go for what they want. Because oftentimes people have blocks in the way or people have an identity and say, oh, you know, I'm this, I'm not too smart or oh, this happened to me, so I can never have that. Or, oh, you know, life's like a little crap sandwich and every day's another bite, or they, they live in that world. And we all do. We all get stopped by things. I mean, just being human, you're going to have challenge. It's just they don't go away. They're never going to go away. However, it's how we how we respond to our challenges. Uh-huh. And so when you called it my gift, I appreciate that. But what, what I've really been able to do is come up with ways to get through challenges easily. So, Parker, I'll give you an example. Most people think they want to go from rags to riches, which is fine if that's what they want. But they go, oh, if I won the lotto, i do this. And, you know, I've done a lot of research and watched people, and it's not true. You know, most people only need an extra three or 400 a month to have their dreams or a lot of their dreams. Like I was working with this woman one day, and she was so nice, and she was married. She and her husband both working, had a mortgage payment, you know, just like people. Had a couple of kids, and she goes, oh, I want them to have lessons and stuff. And I go, that's only, and so I asked her how much. She goes, ah, it's only through a fun. I said, you don't get, but we can go through a process. That you can really find out because the process is so easy. And it takes moments, like I said, to go through. But once you go through it, you answer your own questions. And you say, oh, well, I do have a way to this. And I, I got story after story after story, Parker, of people just having immediate breakthroughs or going what they want. There's another one. Like I had a lady in Los Angeles, and she found out about me. She called, and she goes, I work on the 14th floor of a building and I have spent years going up and down the stairs. I'm afraid of elevators. And I just, I chuckled with her, but it was so sincere for her. And it was such a huge phobia and we just worked through it. And then she was just having fun riding up and down elevators. So there's something about our brain. If people really get how their brain works, 
your brain does not know, or our brain or my brain does not know a truth from a lie. Now, our internal does and can, but not our brain. And you can tell your brain something so many times and it'll believe it's the truth, even when it's completely not true. And so it's literally like a reprogramming, but it's not a hard reprogramming. It's an easier than anyone would ever think to reprogram their brain to think a certain way. Like I've worked with people who have had horrific trauma in their life. I mean, horrific. And there's people and they make it their identity. And what we do is we just said that from the identity to, yeah, it was an experience. I learned a lot from it. And it would hurt. But people get stopped so much, Parker. And they don't have to. The better way to say it is they can get stopped, but it can just be for a moment. Because mm-hmm. every day we're going to wake up and have challenges, human experience. And people say, well, I want a perfect day. But you can go from a normal day to a medium day to, oh, a better day to an extraordinary day. And it's all on the basis of, of uh, I'll introduce this now. You're a radio man, right? <laughs> yeah, you, I, you do radio. Right? I understand a lot about audio and stuff like that. Okay, you're really good. Well, you, you've heard of frequencies. Like you turn on your radio and there's FM, AM, there's XM, all those things have frequencies. Well, we all have frequencies, and the world is on different frequencies, and they're different, and they're different levels, different frequencies. And then it's literally vibrating at a different frequency, or what I would call a focus. It's like a diet. How many people start diets? I used to be almost 300 pounds, and now I'm closer to the 200 range, but I'm 6'3", so I'm tall. But what happens is people will start a diet. It's a great example for me to use. And they'll do another diet, and another diet, and another diet, and that diet will last two or three days. And so they're on a frequency of, okay, I'm going to do a diet. And they go, I'm going to lose all this weight and stuff like that. But they don't get the breakthrough of why, and they don't really get down to the root of, why do I have this weight to begin with? And, you know, there's medical reasons and all those reasons. There is, and people say it, genetics and all that. They can have whatever they want. They can say it however they want. And it's good for them, and it's true for them, because we, whatever we tell our brain, it believes. But there's also just going through a breakthrough process and having that and just really discovering, like, like why do I have it? And I went through that process. I discovered, well, why do I have all this weight? What is it? And and I discovered what it was, and I just started losing. But I I tried 20 diets. I did. I did Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers. I did keto. I did everything. People think they have to suffer to do it. And this is what I discovered about suffering that I want to just mention to you, Parker, uh-huh. is, is people think they have to suffer. And all suffering is, this is what I've discovered for me. So it's just Scott's truth. You know, it's got to be his truth. That's all it is. But I think it works for people. If suffering is like a flag, it's like, like it's just a flag that's raised or like a stop sign to take a moment and really, really look at why you're feeling that way. That's all suffering is. But I don't think any of us were meant to long-term suffering. Like, people will say, oh, I'll just get through it. Why do they want to just get through it? Now things will happen. Like, my mom and dad both died of cancer, you know, just a few years ago. And, you know, it hurt. And I'm human, and it really hurt. However, the suffering was short-lived. It was more, I got to really be present to where it was all at. And I got to really change the frequency to, wow, I got to celebrate. 
didn't I feel it? Absolutely. It was brutal for a couple of days. I just, for a couple of days when my mom was diagnosed with leukemia, I just go, how am I going to make it? And then I really got, you know, okay. And I really did this process. I go, okay, what's the suffering about? Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to miss your mom. Absolutely. And I do and did. But I was able to look at it at a different frequency and change it from, oh, man, this is actually a celebration. Now my mom's been gone. Do I miss her sometimes? Absolutely. But in my frequency, it's different. And then every time I feel anything about her, think about her birthday, anniversary, or a smell or something, I seem to really be joyful about the time I had with her. And I still feel like she's with me, even though maybe we don't have the same regular conversations, obviously. I don't see her anymore, obviously. But I can have that. But you can have that in anything, any part of your life. Suffering is only meant to be short-term, sir not long-term suffering is only a stop sign and a red flag. And then you go, wow, okay, I got this. And then, you know, you can apply different processes to literally like people will start a day bad, but when they start seeing it, they go, no, I'm not going to have a bad day. What can I do? They can stop it, change it, start it again. It's such, all these are simple processes. I work with a lot of people with depression, and depression is so real for people. It is. And like I said, I'm not a counselor or a psychologist. And people are on medications, which, you know, whatever their physician describes, they should do. They should follow their physician, a professional, always. But what I've discovered in working with a lot of people who have depression is their focus. And I've seen so many people just change their frequency on it and little by little they come out of it or they start seeing other things and seeing a, a hope. They have hope that they didn't have before. We all will suffer a little of the blues just part of the human experience, but we don't have to stay there. And like people who are clinically depressed, it's always great to get their medicine and see a counselor. Counseling's great. I mean, I've just seen so many people have miracles with counseling. Yeah. It's just like, going, hey, what's this? And it's often just a moment or words that were said to them that hurt or just the experience they have, but they can totally shift it. And that's what I'm talking about, totally shift their experience. And it doesn't have to define them. It doesn't have to be their identity. And it doesn't have to go on all day. It doesn't have to go on a week. It doesn't have to be a lifetime. See, a lot of people sentence themselves. Like something will happen when they're four or five. Grandma told me I'm really a bad boy and, I was, or somebody said at the playground, I was stupid. So they'll carry that identity. Well, I'm not very smart. Well, I'm not smart like them, which is totally untrue. It's just a lie to the brain. So as a kid, we're told different things. And we start, our brain takes it in. We go, oh yeah, this must be who I really am. But it's not at all. So is that kind of starting to describe to you, Parker, the process here? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I could see that you're like really passionate about it. Uh, And I think that's really cool. I think all of us can learn from what you just said. There's so many things that we could, we could pick out of that. Absolutely. We could just have, Parker, this is what my commitment is that people have the life they really want and love. And and I should clarify that what we want doesn't matter. We could say, I want a million dollars or I want, you know, all this. It's what we're really committed to. But commitment, like people think commitment is all harsh. It's not. It's just an action you take. But commitments are important. It's like when people get married, it could be a 10-minute ceremony, but the symbolism of is the rest of their life. But you can really know who you you want to marry or 
what kind of life you want or where you want to travel or what kind of career. I mean, I've worked with so many young people, especially, or even like I worked with a lady who was almost 70 that was kind of getting bored. I go, hey, hey, you don't have to have that. And we broke through and we just go, and it was so easy. Like I said, like a lot of people hire coaches for years and months and I'm called a breakthrough coach, but I'm not really that. I'm a guide. People have the answers inside themselves. And so it's good to have a guide and find the answers and then put in a structure to fulfill it. But the structures, people try to make them so heavy or, oh, it's going to be heavy with weight loss. It doesn't have to be. I'm losing proof of losing weight, and I didn't really suffer through it. I, I really got to the root of why I had the weight and what I was protecting. Mine was I was just putting on protection from stuff that happened a long time ago and it doesn't all have to be horrific events it could be simple words that were said or why we do what we do but when I started discovering oh wow this is what I do and this is what I had the weight just started peeling off and it still is and but I don't have to suffer I can still have my cheesecake and I still eat what I want I maybe eat look at it differently sometimes but I, I don't it's like Dieting without dieting, because like I'm, I grew up on a ranch. I'm a beef guy, so I'm going to have that steak, and I'm going to have that <laughs> baked potato, and I'm going to have the, you know, loaded baked potato, and I can still do all that. It's just I have a different framework for it, so I I haven't came to pound. That is so awesome. <laughs> all that is so so good, um, and definitely like keeping the listeners in mind. I I put out on my Instagram story, hey. I'm meeting with someone tonight for a podcast interview. Send me in your questions. So is it okay with you if I like, sure, anything. if I give you like two scenarios real quick? Yes. Anything. Okay. Sure. So, so the first one, so let's just say you're a single woman in her fifties, you know, you didn't go to college, you work at, you've been working job to job, but now you're settled in a good, reliable job. You have no retirement you live in, a, in an apartment and you want to get a house. Like, what do you do? What's like your advice for her or for anyone that oh, would, sure. would be in like a similar situation? Well, the first thing I'd ask her is, is like, seriously, I'd ask her is, why do you want a home? And a lot of people do. And I would ask her, the first thing I'd ask her is, why do you want a home? And is a home really what you want? And if it is, there's possibilities to get there. No question. I consult with mortgage clients and some people have gotten a mortgage in their 70s, so it's not, or 80s, so it's not that. It's not that they can't have it. It's, it's that what they really want. So that's one thing. And it's never too late to start some retirement. It's just not. Like this woman you're talking about could really love her job, and but she has no retirement, right? not that she can't do her job, but she can also add on to the retirement and say, okay, this is what I'm doing, and she might switch jobs. She might go, oh, I can add this. I've worked with so many people who are facing 60s, 70s without retirement, and there's just little things they can do to tweak it so they'll have some extra money because everybody has a skill or something to offer or something they can do. And it's never going to look, and I want to be clear with your listeners, it's never, life is never going to turn out the way you think it is. So don't worry about it. It's not going to turn out that way. It's just not. Everybody has a view, well, if I do this, this, and this. And I got to tell you, I've worked with people who worked for companies for 30 years, 25 years, and the company went bankrupt and they lost everything. 
And a lot of people went through the recession, especially 2008, you know, 2009. People, like, I, I knew a lady who lost a lot of money in an investment that was just ripped off. She was in a rope, but I said, no, this is just beginning your life. Just have a simple breakthrough. Just start focusing, and, and it's focused. It really is, Parker. It's just focusing, going, okay, what am I really committed to? Like, I have to talk to the lady, okay? But whatever, she has a skill or she has something. And it's really, and she hasn't even, I promise you, gotten the bottom of her desires. But once she does, it's not like she can't have a house. And people say, well, they have a focus. Well, how am I ever going to afford it? That's where the problem is. There's abundance out there for everyone. They can really have money come from places they never dreamed. I'm telling you, it's happened to me. Like, I, I focused on something. I go, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But then I just made a pact with God. I said, God, I'll do my part. Please help me. And, like, I got a small inheritance. I got a bonus. Like, like at my job in four, for example, I had a great job and I made good money, but I wanted to get something more, and I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And one day my boss goes, well, if anybody can do this, I go, you know what? I really can't, and I didn't know how, but I did it. I did it over time. I got a significant mm-hmm. bonus that was able to buy my first place, you know? But there's stuff, there's so much out there that can happen to you. It's just what you focus on. You can't focus on, I'm in my 50s, I've got one job, I have no retirement. That's one way to look at it. I'm 50s, I still have some health, I can still have a home, and I can do what I really love, whether it's this job with no retirement, and I don't know if I would stay in a job with no retirement. I might do something that I had possibility of something else. But what we do is we get stuck in our security. That's our first basic need is our security, which is fine. But our security can limit us. Whereas we look, yeah, I can still be secure, but there's other things I can do. And we want to go to the second level, you know, which is variety. I want more. I want more passion in life. See, I found this with men and women, especially with women, and they're not stereotyping. This is my experience. Is women, especially with kids, they want their security, they want their life to be ordered in a certain way. Nothing wrong with that. But they can have more. I worked with a single mother with four boys, young boys, and her husband left her and left her with nothing. And she was in an apartment, didn't know how to make, pay her rent. And we worked and I said, you know, you can look at it as you're screwed and life's over. Or you can look at it as great opportunity to build. Well, I got to tell you, she has put her kids now through college, she's created a great job. And yeah, there were some tough times, but what she did is she just like said, okay, I'm going to do this. And not that she wasn't challenged. She was challenged every day, sometimes every hour. But she got that that was a challenge only, and she could overcome it. So the woman in her 50s, hey, baby, life's just beginning for her. There are so many great things that she can do. It can look one way, or it can be another focus. I'm just saying that different points of view, you get different things. And it's the view that you have that you'll get. Whatever you focus on, you can have. That is so cool. I I think that'll be really helpful. Um, uh, kind of another like listener, um, I guess, demographic that I have is definitely like college kids and like newlywed couples. Sure. And one question that I got really simple kind of age, they were just like, you know, we're newlywed couple in 2019. Like what should our goals be? Well, one of them would be adventure. Okay. One of them would be adventure because see, 
when you're newlywed, sometimes you'll plan on having a family and settling down. And with kids, as most people know, they have structure in school and you kind of get into a routine, and which is normal. But one thing that I would have as a newlywed couple, say you live where you do. You live in Rexburg, Idaho, right? Yes. I would have an adventure and I go, okay, I live close to Yellowstone. I'm going to go to Yellowstone and spend a day. And and what I tell married couples and how they can keep the spice alive is do little adventures that don't cost a lot. Because, you know, especially people starting out, sometimes they don't have a lot of money. They don't. They're worried about school, bills, stuff like that, rent. I get it. Just human. You know, we all start out like that. But I, if I were a married couple, I, or a newlywed couple, I'd start out and say, okay, we're going to have an adventure at least a month or every other month, no matter what. It's not going to cost a lot. Hey, if we have to put our sleeping bags in a car, our car, that's what we're going to do. But we're going to have an adventure because that keeps it spicy. And even when you face your bills and you only have 10 extra bucks in a month and you're doing all that, you have those adventures that last a lifetime because you can say, oh, when we first got married, we went to Yellowstone. Oh, when we first got married, we went out camping. Oh, when we first got married, we went and had shakes. But you know what we did? We made it three different flavors. We did that. And those will be the memories that will sustain them in the moments that it's tough. See, that's what we all get to do is what we focus on is those memories. Whenever anything gets challenging, I have all these sweet spots that I go to. Oh, do you remember when you went to Europe? Do you remember when you were in Portugal? And do you remember that food that you had, that that specific food that you had that tasted like nothing? Or when you went to Venice Beach, California, and you had a fish taco, and it was like the taco that you never dreamed you would have? I have those <laughs> memories, and those sustain me. Yeah. Those American couples, first thing I do is adventures. Another thing I would do is say, hey, what are we really committed to in our life? At the end of our life, who do we really want to be? Like, do we want to be contribution? Who do we want to be? And I would look at that, and then I would back it up and say, okay, if that's who we want to become, what are some of the steps that we would take? Because, like, I work with so many people that want to be extraordinary, wealthy, and want to win the lotto or -hmm. whatever. The chance of winning the lotto are almost zero, okay? They just are. It's just a chance. Let's do the odds. But that doesn't mean you can't have an adventurous life with money in it. You can create stuff. But as a newlywed, I always have a little adventure because, you know, even when you're poor or rich, you'll always remember the greatest times you'll ever remember is those adventures and how you did it and you do it differently every time. And then also, I'd really look at what I want it to be as a contribution in life. Because you know what I know is you can't take it all with you, but most people want security. So you buy a home, that's great, pay for it. You have kids, you do, and not everybody does, but scenario in life. But what I want more than anything when I'm done is I want to know I've made a contribution. That's why I work with hospice. And I promise you, if anyone's ever depressed, just say what they're grateful for, but if they even want to add something, go volunteer somewhere. That's the way I would live as a daily with, or I live it any life. Adventures and volunteering. But I got to tell you, man, every day is another adventure for me. Like yesterday, I was at the beach and I work, did my work, and I'm a consultant. So, but really, I'm not a consultant, I'm a guy. That's what I call it. I help people. But I was at the Huntington Beach yesterday. Today, I spent two hours at Disneyland, had a great lunch, met some people and stuff like that. Tomorrow, I have another adventure. Like in my business, it's an adventure and I get paid for it, you know, and I do well. But more importantly, it's not just the money, 
it's really the quality of life you have. And that single mother with four kids, she would do these little adventures, didn't have enough money. But what she'd do is go get two different ice cream cones and combine them, and the kids would put M&Ms on them. And they remember that stuff now, and they're grown. And they go, oh, we have these adventures with our mom. And that's all they remember. They don't remember the big Christmas presents with the Xbox and stuff like that. They don't really remember that. They remember the little fun adventures they had. And she would, instead of making dinner in the house, she'd have a picnic in the backyard or go to a park and do a complete picnic and make it different. Just change it up. But you can have adventure every day in your life. And that's what I would do as the newlyweds. I'd have adventures and contribution. Thank you. Yeah, those are those are awesome. And I actually like... I learned a lot from what you said. And I think honestly, too, if you are adventurous and getting out and doing things, it fuels your creativity and it gives you a bunch of new ideas that you wouldn't have if you were, you know, just kicking it in your living room. And even if you're not adventurous, you want to maybe have a little adventure. It's like what I love about you, Parker, is, you know, like, like you know, you did a B-Box, you had a great YouTube video. But what I like about you, if you ever look at, a picture of Parker, just that infectious smile that you have, sir. Thank you. People just meet you and see that smile. You know, a, a bluest day will turn turn bright, bright yellow and sunny because you have, and, and I, this is one thing I love about, the many things that are great about you, Parker, but the one thing is you are Mr. Adventure and you are Mr. Excitement. I mean, what you do is you, you just look at things that are impossible and made it possible. Like with that, you know, that one YouTube video that went everywhere, you know, the, the, the viewers that went everywhere just because you did something different out of the norm. And, and that's who you are. And that's why it's such a privilege being on your program today is because of who you are. You are like, I want to really acknowledge you for just who you are as a being. I mean, like, no one can be around you. I know one of your best friends. And I was talking to him one day, and he just goes, the day I met Parker, I met my best friend. And that's what he told me. He said, I had never met anybody that just made me feel so great in the moment with myself than Parker. So I want to acknowledge you. That's what you do for people, sir. And I always be that, and I always have that, because you just know... If someone's in your presence, they just feel better because of meeting you. And anybody listening, you can be that for anybody at any time. You know, oftentimes, and I really will end with this, when people say, oh, I had this strategy, and then people try to top it. What if you just listen to them and say, wow, if you need anything, I'm really here. And I'm sorry that happened to you, but I'm right here. Be that. And that's who you are for so many people, Parker, and I really appreciate that. And I appreciate the time that you've given me. And, and you know, I really respect your time and who you are. And I just want to leave with this. Um, I have, and, and you don't even have, no one has to tell me their, their names or anything. And they can leave comments, but they can ask questions, and I'll be glad to answer them. My, my email is upliftwithscottyb at gmail. That's upliftwithscottyb at gmail. If you've got questions, I'd be glad to answer them. And you can be anonymous. You can be Kevin from D.C. or Cynthia from Indiana. I don't care. That, 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 who cares? You know, I don't. You have to reveal your identity. But if you have questions, it's uplift. 
you know, with Scotty B at Gmail, just let me know. I love hearing from people, and I answer every email. I do. And so if you ever just want to ask a question or something, I'm right here. That's my contribution. I love to answer your question. And I'm not saying I know everything, but I've had good experience. But one thing I am is I'm passionate about people and passionate about life. And that's my contribution. Thank you, Scotty B, for for being with me on Upbeat for this podcast. I know that uh, it's going to affect a lot of people's lives and and definitely help them uh, as they conquer their week. Yeah, but you're the man, Parker. And what you're doing for people and how you care is so significant. And just thank you. I feel really. I feel mutual. I feel very grateful for for you and everything you've done and and the even just in last night's phone call and then today's podcast episode. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Have a good night, sir. You too. Bye. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Subscribe at parkerk.co.